الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين استفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الله مع الصابرين وقال الله تعالى في آية أخرى فاستعينوا بالصبر والصلاة وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الدعاء مخ الإبانة سبحان ربك رب العزة أما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم Yesterday we mentioned one type of ibadah which is zikr Other type of ibadah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has left open mutlaqan and the other type of ibadah if a person practices it in this month of Ramadan they will be able to remove their ghaflat that other type of ibadah is dua Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in many eyes in the Quran al-Kareem says fad'uhu to make dua to him innahu hul ghafur rahim know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all forgiving is all merciful that he is mustajab dawat that he is inni kareem when his servants ask dua of him he is very close to them so dua is an essential part of our deen Remember that anything that's mentioned in the Qur'an al-Kareem is an essential part of our deen. It doesn't mean just what is farz. It doesn't mean just what the books of fiqh label as farz and wajib. Those are essential to our deen. No. Every single verse in the Qur'an, every single hadith of Rasulullah it has the maqam of being essential to our deen. Everything. Ashrasab. Everything is essential to our deen. Dua is one of the ibadat that are the easiest to do. There is no shart for dua. You don't have to have wudu to make dua. You don't have to face the qibla to make dua. You don't have to be in the masjid to make dua. You don't have to use Arabic to make dua. Dua is something that you can do 24 hours a day in any way you want, in any language you want, in any physical position you want. Obviously there are certain adab of dua. And the adab of dua, it's better that you are in a state of wudu that you do face the Qibla, right? That your head should be covered, that you should begin with the du'as from the Qur'an and Hadith and then move on to your own du'as. But technically a person can make du'a in any way that they want, in any language that they want. And the Prophet said, Mughul ibadah means that du'a is the essence of worship, it's the marrow. Mughul means your bone marrow. So du'a mughul ibadah means du'a is the marrow of worship. What does it mean? That means that if it's also some, it's about ibadah, that means in one sense all of our ibadat are du'a. Our salah is a du'a, our tilawat is a du'a, our istighfar, salawat, zikr, etc. All du'a. Du'a means that you're beseeching Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's the best way to put this in English. You can say prayer, supplication, you're beseeching, you're reaching out to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and asking Him to become mutawajjah towards you. And that is the essence of all of our ibadat. That we are offering, making an offering of something, whether it's Salah or Quran to Allah, hoping that Allah Ta'ala will accept it and then shower His Rahman and His mercy down upon us. The Tirtib and Dua, it is adab to number one, ask for yourself and later to ask for others. Actually, it's proper adab because we are the most needy of Dua and we, in this case, it's not a matter of being selfish or being arrogant. But it's a matter that when you really present your need, if somebody comes to you and they're really needy, what's the first thing they're going to do? What's going to be the alamat of the fakr? That they're going to ask about themselves. Not that they're going to start asking about other people. So we, when we present ourselves as fakir and muhtaj to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the first adab is that we first ask about ourselves. 
and then you move outward in a circle. Your immediate family, extended family, religious relations, and worldly relations. Then the whole ummah, then even some things for all of insan. Right? Hidayah, masala. Second other bin dua and tertib is that when you ask about yourself or for others or any of the people you ask for, the first thing you should ask for is the deen. And after that you should ask for the dunya. The first thing you should ask for is that Allah Ta'ala increase me in my fear of you, increase me in my taqwa, increase me in my love for you. Ask dua for the sifat mu'minana, for istikamat and a'mal, for tawfiq to do a'mal. All of the different things you can think of. Only when you're fully done with that, then can you move to making a dua for the dunya, rizqi halal tayyib, uh, pious and beautiful wife, etc., etc. Right? So these are two things to keep in mind when a person makes a dua. Three things I've said so far. Number one, to begin with some of the Musnoon Arabic dua, either from the Quran and Hadith, but then you can move to your own language. Number two, to begin with making dua for yourself and then move outward. Number three, that when you're making dua for yourself or others, to begin with making duas for the deen and then move to the dunya. The fourth other of dua is that you should begin your dua with hamd, with the hamd of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, such as subhana rabbi al-alam and with salawat, Allahumma salli ala, or any way you want. And you should end your dua also with salawat because the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said in the hadith, that that du'a which is wrapped in my durood and salawat, and as which is prefaced and followed and ended by my salawat, that is more accepting, more makabool, more pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? So it means basically that that means that even whenever we made du'a for ourselves, we never forgot the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa Now many times, many of us only make du'a when we are faced in some type of difficulty. And dua is our way of doing sabr. Now Allah subhanahu has mentioned a lot of things as well about sabr. That verily Allah subhanahu is with the people who do sabr. So when you, we or any one of us is afflicted with any type of difficulty, we shouldn't become overly worried and anxious. But rather we should first try to adopt sabr. If you adopt sabr and then make du'a, when, when you adopt sabr, you get the ma'iyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, according to this ayah. And then with the ma'iyat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then when you make du'a, you will truly genuinely feel that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is answering my du'a. And this is what happened to people, that when they first did sabr, on whatever difficulty, trial, tribulation, fitna that was afflicting them, and then they turned to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala du'a. After just a few minutes of du'a, after just two rakats of nafil, all of their worries went away. Completely relaxed. So Nawafa thing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned, فَاسْتَعِينُوا بِالصَّبْرِ salah That you should seek the madad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala using sabr. The tirtib is there, first sabr. After you have the sabr part down, then you pray two rakats salah. Those two rakats salah will be enough for you. But if you approach the du'a and the salah in a total state of bechani and total perishani and worry and anxiety, then you will just be thinking of your whole, you won't be doing any type of dhikr during your prayer. You will be thinking of all your worry and anxiety and you will go like this and you will end up as worried after the prayer as you were before. So the first step is to become a person of sabr. That's another reason perhaps some of us don't benefit from our dua or our nafil ibadah or our salah or perhaps don't even reach that state of dua and nafil salah because we lack sabr. So what happens is when we're in a state of anxiety, we just People have different ways of dealing. Somebody will go to sleep. That's his way of dealing with difficulty. Sometimes a person will just veg out. Sometimes a person will blank. 
sometimes a person will just stare at the wall for hours. All types of ways that people have to cope. So this is part of the hidayah, the guidance of Allah, and part of Allah Ta'ala's mercies. He doesn't want us to be so depressed that we're just sleeping our depression away, or staring at walls, or playing games, or doing something to distract your mind. He wants to take us out. He wants to give us najat from this anxiety. Because we're the people of iman. He honors that iman in our heart. But you have to go through the method that he wants. And that method is first again sabr. To become a person of sabr. To have tawakkul. To know that whatever this is, it's come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever the outcome it will be from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decrees for me to have some success, I will have it. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decides to afflict me with failure or with difficulty, I will be so afflicted. And Ya Allah, I am pleased with you. I am radhi with you in whichever which way you keep me. Both the happiness is pleasing to me and the difficulty is pleasing to me because they both come from you. And when a person realizes that, and that is sabr plus tabakkul plus iman plus yakin, a lot of things, a lot of emotions. right? And this is what builds your hasla. This is what takes you out of depression. That connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that knowing that, okay, it's not up to me, nor is it up to my enemy, nor is it up to anyone, it's up to Allah. Inna Allah khayral makirin. That they are planning and plotting, and Allah ta'ala is the best planner and plotter. So what do I have to worry about? As long as I am sincere, I am mukhlis, I am true in my mind, I leave the matter up to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After making use of the asbab, then you have sabr. What happens is people make use of the asbab and then they get parishan. The purpose of going through the asbab is to relieve your burden so you feel mutmain that I've done whatever I can. And then you relax. You're supposed to hit complete relaxation after that. But what people do is they use the asbab and after that they're just so worried, waiting to see what's going to happen, what's the effect, what's the result, what's the outcome. And they spend hours like that. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just wanted moments of sabr, moments of dua, moments of salah. So what you could have gotten in literally 10-15 minutes, you won't be able to get for hours through those other means and mechanisms that we use. So we should also think in this month of Ramadan that certainly this month any one of us may still be tested maybe facing some difficulty, maybe facing some test, trial, tribulation, some worry, some anxiety. We have many leftover, hangover worries and anxieties from prior to the month of Ramadan. So we should use this month to try to build up our sabr and to build up our du'a and to build up our salah. And this should be the month where we toss all of our worries on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and become completely mutmain because this is not just this month and any time Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is willing. That's the benefit of tawakkul. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying is for tawakkalu, that do tawakkul, what he's saying is leave, place all your worries on me. Why do you carry a burden on your shoulder that your shoulders are unable to bear? Because you don't have the qudrat, you don't have the ikhtiyar, you don't have the ilm, you don't have the hikmat. I'm al-qadir, al-alim, al-hakim. I'm al-rahim. I ask you, put it on me. Send all your worries to me through dua. And that is actually what dua is. It is a therapeutic process. The more and more you make du'a sincerely and in this way, you will feel that all your soldiers, all the burdens are going away. At the end of du'a, you will be completely carefree. You will know that minute application Allah Ta'ala knows my matter. Allah Ta'ala knows my affair. Allah Ta'ala knows what is deep in my heart and my breast. And Allah Ta'ala is the most kind and generous of beings. If there's any way out of this, is there any way that I can escape this difficulty, Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala will make it. And if He doesn't, you'll still be happy. But if you haven't made the dua, then you will be worried. And if you get stuck in the difficulty, you won't be happy. Then you'll be even more worried. Some people will even start blaming Allah. Some people will having shikwa complaint towards Allah. Right? And this becomes a downward spiral. 
lack of sabr, lack of dua leads a person, makes a person deeply mired in their parishani, deeply warped in their worries, and such that they never have any relief, never have any tension. Then you look at their faces, and you can see it on their faces. Their eyes are showing how worried they are, their cheeks are showing how worried they are, the way they walk and act is showing how worried they are, and it's completely opposite to iman. Iman is a life of itminan, iman is a life of aman. And this person has voluntarily chosen to put himself in a life of worry and despair. So lastly, we should remember the very famous verse in Muqamama Kareem, وَلَا تَقْنَدُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ فَإِنَّهُ أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ And never ever despair of the mercy of Allah. Even if you've left the path of sabr, left the path of dua, left the path of salah for years, even if you stand and you're not able to break the ice within a minute, don't despair, don't give up. Think about the mercy of Allah, be hopeful of His raham, of His karam, and Allah SWT Himself will see that we have that breakthrough. May Allah Ta'ala enable all of us to become people of dua, of sabr, of salah, of tawakkul, and through these things will He give us the itminan, that is the promised itminan and izzat with iman, walillahi al-izzati, walirasulihi, walilmu'mineen, wa'akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. Subhana rabbi al-alamahab. اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد ومبارك وسلم ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكوننا من الخاسرين يا الله we seek refuge from you from all of the difficulties from all of the trials all of the tests that we're facing Ya Allah, you know the worries, the sadnesses of each and every one of our hearts. Ya Allah, we ask you to grant us the tawfiq to be amongst the sabirin. Ya Allah, we want to have sabr, we want to have patience, endurance, fortitude. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we want to prove true to this pledge of iman. We want to prove true to this nisbat of being amongst your ibad. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to give us kuwa, we ask you to give us istikama. Ya Allah, we ask you to strengthen us when we may be weak, support us when we may fail and falter. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us people of sabr. Ya Allah, we pledge to you that we are happy and pleased with each and everything that you decree for us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, but we pledge to you, we submit to our weaknesses. Ya Allah, we ask you that you trade the ni'mah of difficulty and grant us instead the ni'mah of ease. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you yourself said in the Qur'an al-Kareem, فَإِنَّ مَعَ أُسْرِ يُسْرَى Ya Rabbi Kareem, any of us who is going through any type of usr, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we look at your rahmah in this month and we ask you to guide us to the promised yusr, guide us to the promised ease. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us people of dua. Make us people of tawakkul. Ya Allah, grant us the promise itminan. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we have wronged ourselves. Ya Allah, by turning away from your path, turning away from making dua to you, turning away from doing tawakkul upon you. Ya Allah, we make tawbah from the sin. Ya Allah, we ask you to shower your maghfirah upon us and accept our tawbah. We ask you to shower your hidayah upon us and guide us back on all of the ways that lead to you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask you to save us from the shad of the ashrat, save us from the evil of the evil wishers. Ya Allah, save us from the shad of the hasideen. Save us from the evil of the enviers. Ya Allah, save us from the shad of each and every fitna in this world. Ya Allah, save us from the shad of the maqireen. Ya Allah, save us from those who would plot with mischief. Ya Allah, save us from the deceptions and save us from delusions. Ya Allah, we ask you to grant hidayah to those who wish to harm us. Ya Allah, if hidayah is not in their naseeb, then Ya Bikrim, Ya Allah, we ask you to prevent them from being able to harm us. Ya Bikrim, Ya Allah, we pray for this ummah. Ya Allah, certainly when we look at our worries and difficulties, they are nothing compared to the worries and difficulties our brothers and sisters have in the ummah. Ya Bikrim, we ask you to grant them sabr. Ya Allah, we ask you to shower your hidayah, your khas, special rahmah upon them on this month. Ya Allah, grant them the ease out of their hardship. 
Ya Rabbi Kareem, truly our hardships are nothing compared to theirs. Ya Allah, we make dua for them in this month. Ya Allah, we ask you to shower your special mother upon them. Ya Allah, remove them from the shad of the kufar. Ya Allah, save them from the shad of the fusaq. Ya Allah, save them from the shad of the munafiqeen amongst them. Ya Allah, save them from the shad of the munafiqeen who have got power and control over them. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, put some happiness into their lives. Put ease into their lives. Ya Allah, shower your rahman mercy upon their lives. And Ya Allah, grant them the ni'mal ajr and ni'mal sawab. Ya Allah, grant them the greatest ajr and sawab for bearing with this difficulty. And Ya Allah, forgive us for our shortcomings and give us tawfiq to do more and more that we can for the ummah. Rabbana takabbal minna innaka anta samil alim. Matubu alayna innaka anta tawab rahim. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad. وَعَلَىٰ آلِهِ وَأَصْحَابِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ بِرَحْمَتِكَ يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ